0: Hallelujah. Can we dismiss our babies now for Children's Church? Not this Sunday, Thursday. Amen. Father, we call your name in this place. We know, God, that you are the King of kings. We know, God, that you are the Lord of lords. So Father, we take just a few moments to lay aside every weight, everything that we came in here carrying, everything, Father, that seemed a little bit too heavy for us. Everything, Father, that seemed a little bit dark for us. Everything that seemed to overwhelm us, to overweight us. Father, we surrender and submit and we give it to you now. We, we know, God, that it's at the name of Jesus that demons must flee. God, we know that it's at the name of Jesus that every knee must bow, God. Every tongue must confess. So, Father, we know that there's power in the name of Jesus. So, God, we call on that name. that you visit us because of that that great name let the church say amen let the church say amen again hallelujah 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 let the church say amen the church say amen again. Always get stuck right here. Something about the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask you if you will, if you'll rest on your feet for the word of the Lord. Can we get right into it? Is that all right? Can we jump right in? Right. I want to direct your attention to the screen today. The word of the Lord comes from the book of Acts, the 16th chapter, beginning with verse 22 to 26. Acts 16, beginning with verse 22 to, to 26. You know what's so interesting, Bussy, is whenever I hear the Lord speaking, I'm always trying to look for just his confirmation. And sometimes whenever the Lord gives a direction or gives a directive or speaks to us, we don't always get the confirmation that we need. And so I was wrestling with this text. And I'm like, God, this maybe this ain't it. This just ain't. I believe this is exactly what the Lord has for his people on today. Did anybody come with the spirit to receive? We've come, we've praised, and we've sang, and we've, we've clapped, and we've cried. But Father, we want to hear from heaven. God, we want to hear from you concerning our situation. Jesus. Acts 16, verse 22. I'm going to be reading from the Amplified Bible. Amen. Verse 22 is what the Lord has for us. The crowd also joined in the attack against them. And the chief magistrates tore their robes off of them in order that Paul and Silas be beaten with rods. Anybody in the last 30 months felt like you've gone through a beating? Ouch. Still a little bruised up, bussy, still a little banged up. After striking them many times with rods, They threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to guard them securely. The guard, having received such a strict command, threw them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But the Bible says, but about midnight, Something happens at midnight. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. But about midnight, listen, where are the folk? Listen, that can shout when something happens at midnight. But about midnight, when Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake. This earthquake was so powerful that the very foundations of the prison were shaken all at once. Where are the folk? I thought I was in Bible country. You really missed a real good place to shout, you guys, that the very thing that held them captive was the very thing that set them free. you take your seats today. Bible says that there was a great earthquake and the very foundations of the prison were shaken and at once all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. Listen, can I use as a subject real quick for just a couple of moments, can we talk real quick just about miracles at midnight? Miracles at, at midnight. Growing up, Growing up, I I was always one of those kids, Minister Jackson, that was always a little bit afraid of the dark, and here I am now in a whole nother decade of my life, and I still find myself every now and then, Marvin, when I still cut all the lights on in my house because I still get just a little bit afraid. Listen, and don't let me be all in the house by myself, Deacon Ford. Listen, every light is on in the whole place, right? afraid of the dark. But in this text today is a story of Paul and Silas. And Paul teaches us some very valuable lessons that should offer some encouragement today to every believer. Uh, And so it, it ought to offer some encouragement to us today because instead of us being afraid or fearing the dark, my challenge for you today that you leave having faith in the dark, right? That you don't leave fearing the dark, but you leave having faith in the dark. You, you may not know this, but one of the most darkest times of the day is at midnight. One of the most darkest times of the day is at midnight. And it's important that you'll understand this. Here in, in 2020, as we continue our stride throughout our Christian journey, it's important that we understand this and that we grasp this because you'll discover who God is most when you find yourself in a midnight situation, when it's in those moments when it looks like it's as dark as it can become. It's in those moments when it seems like your back is up against the last wall. It can be backed up against in two. It's in the moments where it seems like it can't get any darker than this, that you'll discover who God is always in the moments of midnight. And a lot of us, we run from the midnight and we run toward the light because midnight is when it's most uncomfortable for us. But it's important to understand that God does his best work at midnight. God does his best work at midnight. It's in those darkest times of your life, which is midnight, that God is able to show up and move on our behalf. Listen, it's in those darkest moments that God is able to creep in and pour out a blessing for us. Midnight. 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 Can you you ever recall the moments in your life where you found yourself, whether it was voluntarily or involuntarily, where you found yourself in a midnight season. Am I the only one that's ever found myself in something that looked like midnight? You you didn't know how you got here, but you looked up and realized you were in midnight. I, I don't know how I got here. I don't know how I ended up here. This thing wasn't voluntary for me. It wasn't even involuntary. I, I didn't even see this thing coming. I was caught up in something, and I didn't know if I was going or coming, but midnight is when You find yourself in a situation that's a little bit darker than what you expected it to be. Midnight is when you find yourself in a situation when you aren't sure if you'll make it out alive. Midnight is when you have no other options, but it's at midnight when God shows up. It's during midnight when when you're in a tight place. Have you ever found yourself in a tight place? Listen, that's a midnight. That's what midnight looks like. Midnight is a tight place. Midnight is a dark place. Midnight is a dry place. Midnight. It's never comfortable. It's always uncomfortable. And it's usually at midnight when it seems that all hope is lost. But I want you to know that God can still make a move even at midnight. God has a way of showing up even at midnight. Somebody shout out midnight. I want to give you real quick just a couple of ingredients to put into your life that you I pray that you'll put these into practice. I pray that you will adopt these things. These things will become a part of your life because what I'm realizing is it realizing is that a lot of us we've gotten the church decor down. We've got the church behavior down. We can clap, we can shout, we can dance on cue, but really God wants to know listen is your faith built for midnight? A lot of us we we can dance when it's sunny and it's shining, but can you shout even at midnight? Can you bless God even at midnight? Even at midnight, I won't, I won't give too much of the backstory, but I feel like this is really important to the text. Paul and Silas had just arrived in Macedonia, and uh, they're sharing the gospel and message of Jesus Christ. In fact, the Bible says, if you can go back and read it, uh, in just a few verses before, we direct our attention to 22 that Paul and Silas had just gotten to Macedonia and they met this chick named Lydia. Um, Lydia was a converted chick. Y'all say converted. Listen, she got her sanctification on. She was saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Listen, and as Paul and Silas have teamed up with Lydia, they're now on their way to Lydia's house because they're now in from out of town. They're guests. And so they're headed to Lydia's house where they run across this girl. The Bible says that this young lady had been performing uh, some, 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 some demonic activity and that the Bible says that she had begun fortune telling. And this didn't really sit too well with Paul and Silas. And so Paul finally decided to say something. And when he said something, he upset quite a few people there in the town of Macedonia. That's how we get to Acts 22, verse 16. Are y'all with me so far? Y'all with me so far? As a result of delivering this woman now, this g- young girl who had been demon possessed, Paul and Silas had delivered her for sharing the gospel. And now Paul and Silas have been beaten up for doing what was right. Midnight. Y'all say midnight. Midnight. And then the Bible says that after they had been beaten up, they were then thrown into prison as if their midnight couldn't get any darker. And I want to paint this picture for you because I want you to really get a clear grasp of what midnight looks like for all of us. Midnight is when you find yourself in a situation that's beyond your control. Okay? When you're trying to define whether or not my situation is midnight. If it's beyond your control, it's midnight. Okay? Midnight is when you find yourself in something that you can't handle all by yourself. What is that? That's midnight. When when, when you're sick, even beyond your own help, when you are suffering, even beyond your own uh, issues, when you got some sorrow going on, listen, what is that defined as? It's defined as midnight, midnight, midnight. It's important that we know how to make the most of midnight. The Bible says in verse 22. Can we go back to verse 22, Byron? The Bible says in verse 22 that the crowd also joined in the attack against them. Listen, this this is pivotal. This this is pivotal. Pivotal, Deacon Ford, because the fact that the Bible noted that the crowd joined in the attack. Let's me know that at some point the crowd wasn't a part of the attack. But, but something happened suddenly. Something happened when the same crowd that was spectating was now the same crowd that's now participating. I'm, I promise I can't make this stuff up. The, these were the same people. At first the crowd watched from the sidelines, but now the crowd has decided to join in. Can, can I help somebody today? Because just because they're in the crowd doesn't mean that they're a part of your crew. Just, just because they're in the crowd doesn't mean that they're a part of the crew. Can, can I keep going? Verse, verse 23 to 24 says that they were hit, they were beaten, they were struck many times. They were commanded to be locked up securely. Listen, whenever you've been beaten, you can always expect the enemy to keep you pinned down and what it was that you were beat up with. But, but, but it's important to understand this ingredient number one, that pain is always a part of the miracle process pain is always a part of the miracle process. I I wish it wasn't. I wish I could testify something different, but listen, uh, but but, but the Bible has taught me, my experiences have taught me that pain is always a part of the miracle process. Listen, Paul and Silas, knowing a thing or two about pain, the experience of pain, the Bible says that they had been beaten. They had been thrown in jail and the pain that they endured though, you got to get this because whenever you're under pain, Pain Pain is never purposeless, but instead pain is always purposeful. Pain is never purposeless, but pain is always purposeful. Here it was now that they're locked up in jail. And the Bible says that the jail they were in was like a dungeon. They were in a dark place. But sometimes, the darkest places are the safest places. Sometimes it's in the darkness that we're forced to depend on someone and something that's a little bit greater than ourselves. That's why David said in Psalm 23 that as I walk through the valley, I'll fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And so David understood that even though I'm going through, I've got God's protection. And because I've got God's protection, I can endure the pain. David, Paul, and Silas understood that pain is all a part of miracle process. Can y'all say that with me? Pain is a part of the process. Y'all got to say it like y'all really can believe that. The next time y'all hit with a little bit of pain you you really can understand this isn't meant to end me. This isn't meant to wipe me out. This really is a part of something developing in me. Pain is a part of the process. Say it like you believe it. Pain is a part of the process. It's a part of the process. i got to go through in order to get over. I've got to go through in order to get by. I've got to go through in order to get around it. I've got to go through in order to come out on the other side. I can't escape what it is that I've got to go through. I've got to go through it. It's never painful, but I've got to go through it. It doesn't feel good, but I've got to go through it. It doesn't look good, but I've got to go through it. I'm reminded of Isaiah 48 where Isaiah says these words, I have refined you. Listen, in the process, not as silver, but I've tested you, not in the good times, but I've tested you in the furnace of affliction. Listen, pain has the ability to teach you a few things. Pain has the ability to birth some things out of you. Pain has the ability to get some things done through you. Listen, if I never had a problem, Bussy, I wouldn't know that God can solve it. It's a little bit painful, but no pain, no gain. It took me a minute to wrap my head around this process of pain and so you got to understand though that not only what we go through that it's painful and it's a part of the process but the good news is that God cares about your pain. Is <laughs> that <not> good news? <laughs> Some folks don't care. Can I can I tell the truth? Some folks really just don't care. Right? Hey, how's your day going? Good? Right? How are you good? Isn't that what we just in passing? No one even really stops to say, "Listen, how 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 are you really?" But God cares about your pain. The next thing about pain, not only is pain a part of the process, but pain has something to offer you. Pain has something to offer you. The beautiful thing about pain, Michi, is that it's in God's DNA. It's in the times that are most painful in our lives, that usually turn out to be the greatest tool for our next level. If you ever realize, where you've ever been in a season of doubt or lack of drought, it's always before the next level. It's always before the next dimension. It's always before the next purpose. It's always before the next place. You, you can't run from the pain because the pain is meant to promote something in you. It's meant to prompt something in you. Even, even, even when we look at this, this biblical illustration of, of God blessing his people. Right? Even when we look at the biblical illustrations of God blessing his people, pain was always preceded before their promotion. Pain always precedes a promotion. Pain always precedes a promotion. If it's painful, you ought to be shouting. If it doesn't feel good, you ought to be dancing. It's really not the time to back up. It's, it's the time to put the gas on your praise. It's the time to put some things in motion. It, it always has something to offer you. Listen, you, you got to get this. It was after Joseph endured the pain that the pit then promoted him to the palace. It, it was painful, but there was promotion in in the pain. It was after Job went through the pain of losing everything that God restored everything. You, you've got to get this. It was after Jesus went through the historic loss of his own life that we now have everlasting life. Anything that's ever been painful has always been a setup for something just a little bit better our our problem though is most of us get a little bit too afraid of the pain that we never get through the process we we never get to the promotion because the pain is too great we we never get to the promise because the process is too much and you've got to get this it's uncomfortable because you've never been here before it's uncomfortable because you've never done it before but god is with you even in what's dark and uncomfortable anybody waiting on a miracle at midnight even at at midnight even at midnight, even at midnight, even at midnight. You can't get stuck in your midnight. You can't get stuck in your midnight. Am I preaching to anybody today that you you can't get stuck in your midnight? Listen, if if you're bitter about what you've been through, then you've been stuck. If if you're stuck in where you were three years ago, then then you're stuck. I know it hurt you, but, but it's a part of the process. I know it didn't feel good, but it's a part of the process. It's okay if they don't like you. It's a part of the process. It's okay if they talk about you. It's a part of the process. Listen, they might lie on you sometime, but it's still a part of the process. They might smile at you and then cut you behind your back, but it's a part of the process. It never feels good, but it's always a part of the process, sometimes we have to get through it in order for things to get better. Sometimes we've been in things for years that we were never meant to be in for years, but we've been in it for years because we've never been able to get through the process. I'm, I'm dealing with some pain right now that I really ought not be dealing with, but the fact that my stubbornness didn't let me push through the process. I ought to be a lot further along by now. I got a little stuck in the process. Some things really ought to, should have been in motion for me by now, but I got stuck in the process. Listen, the enemy wants you to get stuck in the process. In the process. The process. Can I, can I talk about the process? The process. I want to use this analogy of newborn babies. Scoob, you, you use this teething analogy. Can I stick with that? The thing about these infant babies is that as they're as they begin growing, they're then a part of this this process. Can can we can we talk more specifically about a newborn baby when this Newborn baby is now growing brand new teeth. We call that the process of teething, right? Right? And that's when listen, this baby has uh maintained a healthy diet on similac or breast milk or gerber. Listen, the the banana gerber is like one of my favorites. Anybody? I can't get an amen there. Okay. All right, I'll keep it moving. But 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 seriously. Babies are always a part of, of this, this this process. They're born and they've got this teething process, but something begins to happen as their teeth begin to grow. Something begins to, to change even in them. And that's much like our process, that it's painful, but it's something that's coming down the pipeline that's meant for our good. Listen, they, they had to suck on chicken bones, but listen, as the teeth begin to grow, they, they can now chew them. Sometimes we've got to be willing to get through the process. It's a little bit painful, but it's It's all a part of the process. Number two, got to get this. Prayer releases power. Prayer releases power. The Bible says, after striking them many times, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to guard them securely. He, having received such a strict command, threw them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks in agonizing pain. Verse 25. But about midnight, when Paul and Silas. What were they doing? But at about midnight, when Paul and Silas were. What were they doing? What were they doing? Thought about a really, really cute way to put this and unpack this. But the Bible says that the truth shall make us free, right? Some of us are still in unnecessary bondage because we refuse to pray. Some of us are in things that we really ought not have been in this long. But we're stuck in it because we are afraid to talk to the one that's able to do anything about it. And I'm not judging. And sometimes the enemy even uses the spirit of distraction. Can I preach to myself for a little bit? There was a season in my life where I was was just stuck on reality TV. I had realized something about reality TV, Jackson, that reality TV was designed for viewers to spend more time watching the reality of other folk live their life instead of us being conscious of living the reality of our own lives. Sometimes we spend more time looking at other things and being distracted by other people that we don't do the work it takes for God to bring us out of what it is that we're in. They were shackled but, but still sent up a prayer. Listen, they were in bondage and all of confusion with nothing but darkness around them, but something down on the inside still birthed something on the outside that that they lifted up a prayer and sometimes you don't really have all the words to say but father i stretch my hand to thee that will suffice that's enough god no other help i know god if you draw yourself from me where will i go they they were shackled but they were still praying it was dark but they were still praying it didn't look good but they were still praying it didn't feel good but they were still praying I don't know what you're going through, but you better keep, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. The enemy has gotten us so confused, Bussy, where we really have convinced ourselves that I'm smart enough to come out of this thing by myself. The devil is a lie. If you've been in this thing and you carried some stuff from 2019 over into 2020 maybe you brought it over by yourself but today is a good day to declare midnight in your life because the bible says that at midnight something begin to happen something begin to break something begin to lose midnight it might be midnight in your life But what are you willing to do in the midnight hour? What are you willing to do when it's midnight? At midnight, are you gonna get in the bed and put the sheets over your eyes? Or will you shout unto God with the voice of triumph? I'm talking to the folk that won't sleep at midnight, but I'm expecting a miracle at midnight. Sooner or later,
1: later or sooner,
0: sooner or later. God, you will turn it. Turn it around. Turn it around. My Bible tells me in Acts 17 28 that it's in Him that I live. It's in Him that I move. It's in Him that I have my being. So you've got to realize you can't make it out without having the miracle worker with you at the midnight hour and at midnight. And at midnight. And And at midnight, if you're sick, it's midnight. You got more bills than money, it's midnight. You can't get well, it's midnight. You don't know how you gonna make it out, it's midnight. And at midnight, something something begin to happen. I don't know who this is for. You've gotta get your mind in the game. The enemy wants you to clock out at midnight. The enemy wants you to punch out at midnight. But you've got to get this. Midnight isn't a time to lay down. Midnight is a time to rise up. You've got to get this. Listen, they were locked up, even though they were locked up for some stuff they weren't guilty of. They still had a praise on their lips. You've got to get this. There are some things in life that will draw us to a midnight season. But it's all in how you respond to midnight. Midnight isn't a time to play victim. Midnight isn't a time to point fingers. Midnight isn't a time to play the blame game. But midnight, you bust up a praise. You shake the foundation loose. You bust out a praise. Something happens. Something happens. Something happens. Something happens. Most of us, we stay sleep at midnight. We're the midnight riders. We're the ride-a-die midnight folk. It's midnight, but I'm still rocking. It's midnight, but I'm still rolling. Tears are coming down my eyes at midnight. But as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. It's midnight, but we will. It doesn't feel good, but we will. We will. Miracles at midnight. We got to shout even at midnight. You got to dance even at midnight. Some things we got to be praying even at midnight. The Bible says, That these things come by way of what? Praying and fasting. Some stuff we've got to be praying about. Some prayer. That Father, we get your direction. That God, we get your perspective. Can you imagine if they would have been so upset with God that, God, you got me in this prison? And I ain't even got nothing to do with it. Can I be honest? I, I've been like that. We're listen, God, this don't feel good. And I'm, I'm trying to be honest. I, I'm feeling like I'm one of your favorite kids. I'm, I'm trying to be faithful. I'm giving my money. I'm giving my time. I'm giving my talent. I'm giving my treasure. Sometimes we get in that place and we, we don't understand the move of God. And because we don't always understand the move of God, sometimes we get to a place that we feel like we want to turn our back on God. But here they were in a situation, Jackson, that didn't look good. The Bible says they weren't even just locked up. But the Bible says that the magistrates told them, make sure you, you lock those two Negroes all the way down. said, so don't just throw them in jail. The Bible said, chain even their feet. The enemy wants to get us locked in. Where we lose hope lose focus, where we lose sight of everything God has called us to be. But I want to encourage you that regardless of your midnight season and regardless of your midnight hour, if you've got the right recipe... You stand out to your feet all over the building. I realize our generation, the millennial generation, particularly. We live in this culture where we want everything, and we want it, and we want it instantly, and we want it now. But this text teaches us that prayer still... this. They've been beaten, thrown in jail, but still gave God praise. Pain ought to produce praise. Praise that breaks the barriers off of you. The type of praise that breaks the yoke off of you. The type of praise where anxiety has to come off of you. I'm, I'm talking about the kind of praise where stuff begins to fall off. That everything that's been holding on to you, that you'll begin to pray in praise. Till you begin to see results. Miracles still happen at midnight. specific assignment to share the gospel message. But Paul even teaches us that even in the darkest of situations, that God will never let you die in what seems so dark.